tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, inflation for the month of June hits 42.5% triggered by rise in food prices. Food inflation for the month of June 2023 stood at 54.2% relative to non-food inflation, 53.4%. This signifies about a more than 20 percentage point difference between food and non-food inflation for the month of June 2023. Ghana's interest rates overtake Egypt as high as among 15 top African countries. We will discuss. And how significantly will our fuel consumption needs be addressed as Sintu Oil Refinery gets ready to start commercial production of crude oil here in Ghana in August? That uh, quite a bit, well, if not all of our current uh, production, I think has been uh, forward traded. Uh, but I, I, it seems to me significant. My name is Daryl Paul. Thanks for joining us. Details coming up. Thanks for staying with us. First up, uh, government statistician Professor Samuel Kobnenim has challenged policymakers to take a critical look at factors contributing to the increase in food inflation. Food inflation has consistently seen an increase of 20 percentage points compared to uh, non-food inflation. Now, speaking to journalists, after announcing the inflation rate for June, uh, which increased marginally to 42.5% compared to 42.2% in May, Professor Inim said the prices of common staples such as vegetables continue to record an increase over the period. Aggregating the rate of inflation for the month of June 2023 into two broad components, that is locally produced items and imported items, and also from a food and a non-food perspective, food inflation for the month of June 2023 stood at 54.2% relative to non-food inflation, 53.4%. This signifies about a more than 20 percentage point difference between food and non-food inflation for the month of June 2023. We keep on recording a widening of the gap between 
food and non-food inflation in the last three months. On a month-on-month basis, we also record a 1.3 percentage point between food inflation and non-food inflation, with food inflation June 2023 standing at 3.9% and non-food inflation month-on-month 2.6%. We continue to see the dominance of imported items in the, in the consumer price index and rate of inflation. Imported items for the month of June 2023 stood at 44.5% relative to locally produced items 35.9%, indicating about a 9.0 percentage point difference between imported items and locally produced items. We do disaggregation at the 13 division level, keeping in mind the national inflation figure. We identified five divisions that recorded rates higher than the national figure. This was led by personal care, social protection, and miscellaneous goods and services, recording an inflation figure of 55.1%, which was about 13 percentage points higher than the national inflation rate of 42.5%. On Zoom with us, uh, Senior Finance Lecturer at the University of Cape Coast, uh, Seram Kawa Ture Act. Good afternoon to you. So we have a problem with food inflation, and that is causing uh, the general inflation rate to rise. What's your analysis of this? Thank you very much, Darren. Um, what we're seeing in the food inflation is basically about the issues of demand and supply. When we take food... Food is a basic necessity of life that everybody would need to survive. And food is something that will be in demand every day at any time. Vegetables and our staple foods like rice, maize, cassava, and the rest would always be in demand. And there is no human being on earth and no human being in Ghana that will not eat three square meals a day, or at least a meal a day. And so that will tell us that there is demand for food. Once there is demand and supply is low, the prices of the food will be very high. What do we do to ensure that we have these things available from time to time? That is where government policies come in, to ensure that the food that we the, the food that we need in the country are provided through the agricultural system. The Ministry of Agriculture, the various centers that are responsible for the growing and manufacturing of food items have to come together to put up a policy. Over time, when this is not done, we are going to struggle. We live in a country where we have arable land that is fertile for the cultivation of this product. But then, most at times, these are in hinterland and have to be transported to the various cities and community centers for purchase. And so, if you go, it is the middle men and women that are benefiting from this particular perspective. And so, they go to the hinterland, buy these things, transport to the cities and community centers, and they sell at a higher price. Uh. What I would advise Ghanaians to do is to identify these places where they buy these food items and go directly to the farmers and buy them. But where they are far away, the government needs to have a distribution mechanism, not the kind of system that was inputted by the Ministry of Agri- um, 
in a way that they will transport food items to the ministry in Accra for sale. But a system put in place to ensure that where there is bumper harvest of food items, they can easily be transported to places where they are not available, thereby reducing the issue of uh, inflation on the food items that we have. Another issue is that you realize the government's statistician, Prof. Enim, said that we have the imported items dominating that of the Ghanaian items. The difference is about 9%. That tells us that there is a need for us to boost our local production of food items to ensure that we augment whatever that is needed in the country. Um, pepper, carrots, uh, cocoa yam, cocoa yam leaves, and all those things that we need, we can produce them in the country and we need to make that particular effort. We do not have any policy of government in encouraging domestication and backyard farming where we can produce some of these things from our backyard and that will reduce the demand for it on our market. And so we can also introduce that in the country and that will help us. That's my initial assessment. Yeah. Uh, are there any short-term fixes? Uh, some of the solutions that you're offering may take a while. Uh, what can we do ASAP? Is there anything we can do? Yeah, so this can be a long-term uh, process, but in the short term, there should be uh, immediate action from government to uh, ensure the distribution mechanism is very efficient so that areas which have problems with food distribution, transportation system can be provided so that they will make it available to other areas that need these food items. That will be very nice. Mm. We have seen situations in um, Tema where the uh, all transporters have asked for the fixing of their roads within a week. It has been done for them. By elections have been done, and government was able to fix some roads for these people. Let us also concentrate on areas where the road network is not very good to fix these roads that lead to the farming communities so that people can easily travel to these places and buy the food items. If that, these things are done, that will go a long way to help uh, everyone. We were expecting a downward uh, trajectory um, when it comes to inflation, especially in the wake of an IMF program, but in the last couple of months, inflation is rising. Do we have a real threat at hand, or this is, this is just a temporal? Uh, we, we should have a real threat. A real threat in the sense that we are expecting that when the exchange rate is stable and uh, interest rate, we have spoken about it, that is on the increase and the highest in Africa over time. That is telling you that when the interest rate is high, interest inflation will also go up over time. And so... We, we need to sit down. And we've been saying this. Ghana Statistical Service has released the reports asking government to take action. Government will not take any action. Government will come in and do um, a press release, a statement, without any concrete action being taken. If we continue to talk the way we do, it's going to affect everything in the country. We need actions then words. If we don't 
uh, put into place various actions to ensure that the right things are done, we are going to stay where we are. And so we need government to act immediately on some of these concerns. And government needs to be proactive, not reactive to issues. And, and it's interesting that you bring up the subject of interest rates uh, because we are covering that today as well. The central bank has had to hike uh, the policy rate to control inflation, and that has resulted in interest rates going up. Now we are told um, interest rates in Ghana have overtaken that of Egypt to become uh, the highest among 15 top African countries. According to the weekly fixed income update compiled by some investment firms, the rates of about 24 and 26% for the 91-day and 182-day treasury bills were the highest among these top African economies. And so like you mentioned, that is very worrying. So what are the implications for us? Yeah, it, it is worrying because um, at one point in time, Ghana has been taken from the international financial market. The only market that is available for us now to borrow from is the domestic market. And treasury bill is one of the ways. If government goes to raise a bond on the stock exchange today, not a number of people will be willing to buy the bond because they thought the bond is risky and the government will not be able to pay. And so there is more demand for government expenditure. There is the need for government to ensure that they meet the financing needs over time. And the only way, for the past period, government has been getting shortage of funding that they require. The only way to get people on board is to hike the interest rate. So the rate on the treasury bill has gone up, and that will go a long way for banks to also review their rate. Once the policy rate is up, banks will review their rates, and businesses will have their cost of borrowing and cost of doing business going high. They would have to push the cost to the consumer, and that might actually go a long way to affect the prices that we have in the market. And so there is the holistic view, Ghana Stock Exchange Securities and Exchange Commission, the Ministry of Finance, the Importers Association, and those who deal in uh, the foreign exchange uh, transactions, we all need to come together and find out how we can solve this situation. And the way we can solve this situation is that let us increase our domestic production, increase exports, okay. make sure that production and manufacturing that we are doing in our country, we are getting value for money. Well, anytime the cost of government business is going up, mm-hmm. where we have an issue of corruption increasing over time, it goes a long way to affect all this. And all the gains we have made over time will just come to nothing. Sarah Mkau, great to speak with you this afternoon. Senior Finance Lecturer at the University of Cape Coast. Appreciate your time uh, with us. Let's turn to oil and gas now uh, because Centio Oil Refinery is seeking government's help to go a local industry to support the country's domestic demand for petroleum products. Now, addressing an entourage from the Ministry of Trade and Industry uh, led by the Minister Katie Hammond, Chairman of Centio Group disclosed that after completion, the company would be capable of producing 5 million metric tons of quality products per annum, which will help manage demand for foreign exchange for importation of finished products. I want you to take a listen to uh, what the Trade Minister has also been saying about this. 
at uh, uh, quite a bit, well, if not all of our current uh, uh, production, I think has been uh, forward traded. Uh, but I, I, it seems to me significant that um, uh, structure of this uh, caliber uh, should be test uh, uh, run with the crude from, uh, from this country. I'm going to speak with the, uh, the Minister for Energy. Uh, obviously, it will be on the table of the President. And uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. But it's an interesting proposition that I intend to take up a lot. Uh, in the last couple of years, uh, there have been uh, considerable... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes... Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Challenges uh, in the parliament uh, as to this particular process of uh, granting the, the exemptions. We're working on it. The president taxed myself and the uh, uh, minister for parliamentary affairs, uh, leader of the house, was uh, H.A.P. Sabunsu. Um, to make sure that uh, this master is completely stre- uh, uh, streamlined. We intend to see the speaker about it and I uh, uh, hope that we'll make uh, some progress. Not only this, there's quite a few of them uh, which are all uh, uh, choked up in, in the system. We, we, we... Well, so government essentially uh, promising support for Central Oil Refinery. Joining uh, us to discuss this, Executive Director of the Institute of Energy for Energy Security, Nana Mwesi the seventh. Uh, good afternoon to you. Thanks for your time. Uh, so, we are told that Central Oil Refinery has the capacity of producing five million metric tons of crude oil a year. In the first phase, they will be producing between one and two million metric tons. How significant is this in meeting our fuel consumption needs? Uh, thanks for having me, um, Dara. And um, we're asking how significant was Central Refinery be to our fuel supply security. Of course, um, it's going to play a major role in ensuring that we are secured in terms of our domestic needs. Because as a country, we consume roughly uh, 4.4 million metric ton a year. When it comes to diesel, we are doing roughly 160,000 per month, uh, petrol 140,000 per month, LPG, ATK, fuel oil combined, we do roughly 380,000 metric ton a month. That's amount to roughly 4.4 million metric ton a year. And so if Centur has capacity to produce 5 million metric ton a year, it means that all things being equal in the next one to uh, three years, they can meet our entire annual needs of fuel in the country. However, we also know that Centur will not just be supplying to the domestic markets, yeah. it may be supplying to um, the international markets and West African domain. And so, yes, of course, it will play a key role in our fuel uh, you know, needs as a country. Oh, that's a boost, no doubt. But it's also interesting, government is talking about uh, supporting Centio when, uh, in fact, the thermal oil refinery is struggling. Uh, last month, there was news about going around about plans to lease the company to a private investor. Some CSOs thought it was a bad deal. Are we on the right path when it comes to restoring tour? Is that the only viable option? Um, first of all, 
First, let me say this. Um, the, the, the kind of support uh, government is giving to St. Stew, well, which same is giving to Tema Oil Refinery, um, because over the last um, one year, government's functionaries have visited this uh, St. Stew more than three four times. We've not seen the same with Tema Oil Refinery. However, um, we want to believe that government is not only supporting St. Um, to the, the disadvantage of Temoya refinery and we will support Sentiu and any other refinery that means good for the country. Now we're talking about talk and um, the current arrangement that government is looking at leasing this uh, facility to the private hands for almost six years. Um, of course, we have a bit of concern with um, the, the financial and the technical capacity of this entity, and um, we are waiting to see what uh, will come out in the next few months, because we understand government has spent almost 1.3 million Ghana cities to, um, uh, you know, a negotiator over the last one year, so to speak, to make this go forward, but we've seen nothing on the table. Well, I wish to see it all refine its own crude, sell it onto the Ghanaian market, and taking an entire control of the facility. However, to list this um, facility means that um, you are decreasing into a hand that you are either sure can run it safely and efficiently for the period, or a hand that may be detrimental to our expectation. We have a lot of other you know, mechanisms that we can consider beyond the leasing. So Tolling arrangements where somebody can bring in his crude, toll refines at a tolling fee, the person evacuates the products. The next is that toll giving a clear slate in boats mm. so that it can be part of its own account and refine. The last bit is that somebody brings in the crude supply toll, toll manages state well, and there's another off-taker to pick it. And so we can look at other arrangements. We understand that some other entities like Falcon um, um, Energy, Legacy, Petroleum, and others have also presented the same sheet of toll. Without which, that's, uh, yes, while government's looking at Torenko, it must, it must look beyond Torenko to consider other ones to see uh, what that gives us value for money and security or facility. A uh, quick word on another news we are monitoring to do with power supply. The Ghana National Gas Company saying the unplanned um, reduction in natural gas supply um, has been resolved, but not after the drama <laughs> over the weekend, uh, Gridco and Wapco, if you monitor the minority in parliament asking for an investigation to be done. Do you agree with calls for an investigation? And is this the last we have uh, heard of this issue with supply of gas? Um, this will not be the last we hear uh, not just about natural gas supply, but even in our generation from the IPPs. Darrell, just after the IPPs rescinded their decision not to shut down, after government engaged them the last minute, um, the gas supply from Nigeria was cut for a brief period for non-payment of the gas supply um, by government, and it was restored the next day. Then, of course, uh, a week or two later, we've seen this also happening from the Western Corridor, where Wapco, the transmitter, 
um, was initially blamed by Greco that um, they they didn't move their products or there was an interruption with their system. Then um, Ghana Gas comes and say that the interruption was uh, was our fault. We had a, a temporary power outage in our units, and that's what caused it. And it's, and it's, it still makes the conversation quite murkier. And so we also support the call for an investigation into the actual cause of this interruption. Because from the grapevines, we understand that there are contractual issues between Ghana Gas or government and WAPO. And we can smell that it's also a liquidity challenge. It's also a financial issue. It's a debt issue. If government doesn't clear the debts, both from WAPCO uh, conveyance of the product from the west to the eastern corridor, and also from NGAS, uh, natural uh, gas supply from Nigeria, of course, we'll be hearing more of this often, and the blame game will continue going on just as a form of cover-up, as we are beginning to pick indication. Alam, we see the seventh executive director of the IAS. I appreciate you could join us. Thank you so much. You're watching the marketplace. Now, uh, let's talk tech. Threads, the social media app aimed at rivaling Twitter, signed up more than 100 million users in less than five days. The platform launched by Instagram owner Meta has beaten a record set by OpenAI's ChatGPT's app. Now, Threads went live on Apple and Android app stores in 100 countries, including the UK, uh, last Wednesday. Lead for Eyes of Africa joins me, Henry Kobler, to talk about this. Uh, number one, Henry, there are some who suggest Threads is making waves because it is linked to Instagram, and once you sign up and later you decide to close the account, you lose your Instagram account, so users have no choice. Is that true? Thank you very much, Sarah. So, yes, it's very true. I mean, uh, generally, if you're looking at um, the establishment of Thread, it's basically banking on the hopes of Instagram. And so, I mean, even the description on the Play Stores are saying that this is an Instagram application. And so, generally, it's really thriving on the, um, on, on the users which are already on Instagram and it's leveraging that. I mean, generally, if you're looking at um, Twitter, Twitter is basically doing almost about 600 million people. But if you're looking at Instagram, Instagram is way into the 2 billion. And so generally, you're actually looking at masses that are coming in. Unfortunately, they are basically not deployed in the EU because um, generally there are concerns in terms of privacy concerns and all of that. And so you're going to cut out some level of um, users from, from the European Union. But generally, um, you have actually seen that hike coming in. I mean, this is crazy if you're looking at it. Um, I mean, ChatGPT recently had the same numbers, and so for Thread to sort of uh, surpass those numbers could tell you that, yes, I mean, they're just banking on the books and, and the users of Instagram to run. Meantime, uh, Twitter owner Elon Musk has threatened to sue. He accuses ex-employees uh, who are now working with Meta of helping to create a copycat app. So Meta has denied this, but really, what are uh, the chances that this could be true as well? So, I mean, uh, generally, if you're looking at the history of Meta, I mean, you realize that they are sort of like a copy and cut company, generally from, from the onset. I mean, they've tried doing that. I mean, they tried doing that with WhatsApp, and when they started copying into um, Messenger, until they had to actually buy up WhatsApp and then now basically have that control over it. They've done the same with TikTok, trying to incorporate Reels, and um, they even had a one, uh, what you call it, application that was actually set out to actually buy very... Uh, to uh, TikTok, and so generally that comes in for it. 
Um, we've seen the same with Snapchat, trying to incorporate features of Snapchat into um, Instagram and then Facebook as well. So sort of they're coming with, with looking at what is already thriving in the market, what is the problems in the market, and then going on to sort of creating uh, a copy application of what, what's already existing. And, and sort of some way, if some succeed, uh, to some extent, they also do not succeed at, 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 at that as well. So it comes in as looking at the market. But generally looking at it as a tech expert, I'm, I'm just looking at it as that. I'm looking at Facebook itself. Mm-hmm. Has it really gone into being able to stand on its own to say, okay, we are actually giving the people what they want? If you're looking at Facebook in the last 10 years and, and now you've realized that now it's settled with quite a number of advertisements and all of that. These are the same things that people are running away from. And so generally it's no big difference. Um, Facebook is starting to sell verification somewhat. And so the same thing that you want to sort of I'm making a name to it. It's the same thing that uh, Tread is basically going to also okay. come in at some point to, to uh, give the users. So it really does not come in for me as a bigger deal. It's just um, a bit fast in the beginning, but relatively we'll, we'll see how it ends. Yeah, and uh, well, uh, in a minute, what are the lessons for uh, tech winners, especially those watching here from Ghana? I mean, how do you protect your products from copycats? I mean, first of all, generally, you just have to patent your unique ideas whenever you throw it out there. It's very important that you put it on paper and then get get the um, get a name to it as well. Generally, it's very important also to build very fast. Sometimes when you're not able to build your products very fast, you get people also now trying to put out the same products which you've already been building. And I think that you can put up a name to it as well. I mean, Elon has been a face and then the name to, to Twitter now. And so it basically commands some level of... Um, uh, experience when it comes out to entrepreneurship and it's all it compasses with it. And so usually when you can put a name, not yourself, but self, um, a team that comes in, I think it works well for you. And again, some strategic partnership can work. I mean, we look at WhatsApp, they basically sold the company and it was sort of worth it for them. Um, at some point, um, Snapchat also had some bigger partnerships, which actually got it to stand. Same with TikTok as well. Uh, so it comes in with a strategy, but again, you can also look at strategic partners and then patenting your ideas. All right, Henry Kobler, thank you so much. Uh, Lead Eyes of Africa, uh, thanks for joining us for this conversation. Uh, it hasn't ended. You know, uh, Elon Musk and uh, Zuckerberg have a cage fight. That ends. But more news on our website, myjoinline.com forward slash business, including a new product launched by Huawei. You can read more about that, myjoinline.com forward slash business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Thanks for watching. Uh, in 30 minutes, I'll be on radio to talk diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, make a date if you can in 30 seconds. We'll be back same time tomorrow. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.